3-0 and in your fantasy league, but to be 0-3 would be the only 0-3 team in the NFL. It's uh, the most, not even bittersweet. The shit just sucks. I'm not even going not even going to show your code it. So would you let your fantasy team lose so to make sure the Raiders win? If we won a Super Bowl, I would, I would yeah, I would tank the season. 100%. <laughs> Here's my buy-in money. <laughs> We're going oh, to man. the Super Bowl. Uh, besides yes. fantasy, how was your weekend? Um, Raiders lost. Um, it's just terrifying at this point. Uh, but besides that, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Pretty good. How about yours? Well, my weekend was fine. I think I had fun. I ordered some pizza, watched the games, got drunk. Um, I know it wasn't the weekend, but Thursday we lost to the Browns. Anytime the Seals lose to the Browns, I curl up in a little ball. And cry, cause I'm not used to it, to say the least. And I work with a bunch of Browns fans that talk too much shit. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's what it's like living in Ohio as a Steelers fan. And that's one of the main reasons why I couldn't be a team, be have a fan, be a fan of one of the teams in the AFC North out here, because I couldn't do it. You know, you go through too much in a week if you lose. Facts. But uh, getting on to other news, we're going to cover some of the games this week, but we're going to cover some of the big headlines. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, um, we're going to cover some teams, um, is the Eagles and the Miami Dolphins are both undefeated um, coming out of week three. Um, So as they're both undefeated teams, Darren, which team do you like the most after week three? Um, I think um, Philly is obviously the better team. Um, I really, I love, I like Miami. That's my honestly my favorite team to watch. Uh, if I had to choose out of these two, I I understand what uh Philly does, but Philly's kind of a dom. Like I said, going into the season, they have a really dominant offensive line. They have a really dominant defensive line, and with that, the corners of Bradbury and Slay, they're starting to really eat as well. Like they're already like elite corners. So they're starting to play better because the pass rush is getting there. And we see we saw what he did to Justin Jefferson in week two, uh, Darius Slay. Um, that was incredible. Um, but I think Philly's just a better team. And also got to give a shout out to Jalen Hurts. I think um, his growth has been very uh, impressive. Him and um, we'll get to the other one, who I'll say is their growth is getting is incredible in the past offseason. Uh, yes, Jalen Hurts is definitely playing himself into being Philly's long-term quarterback, definitely. And um, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, obviously they have the weapons. Uh, yeah, I, I got to go Philly. So just to be devil's advocate, um, I'm going to go with Miami. I really like what Miami's doing this year. Uh, me and you are both really high on their head coach, Mike McDaniels, coming into the season. Yes. Um, but – Actually seeing them play week to week now, the the ability to have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the field together, I think is just kind of unfair, to say the least at this point. Um, For what I remember, I believe uh, Tyreek Hill had a pretty quiet game relatively, and Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle was the one who popped off this week. So just to have that as your secondary option, I believe is very dangerous. Now, I know they won the game. 
I don't I still don't know if they're better than the Bills. But I think it's a big win for them uh to come out with. A big divisional rivalry game to win. Yeah, most definitely. Um I it was definitely a, probably one of those games that everybody was looking to watching throughout the week. And um I gotta say it didn't disappoint. Um, but when you look at the overall, you're kinda I kind of question what happened in this game because it really don't look like uh Miami should have won this game. It really looked like the Bills should have won this. But I think that's what's most impressive about Miami compared to Philly is uh they're very they're very resilient and they're they've been in close games and they're pulling out uh W's. So I think that's the most impressive thing about Miami at this point, to be honest with you. When they're uh with their back against the line, they're winning the game. What Tua did last week, uh the four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, I believe, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, that was impressive comeback. This was an impressive comeback. It's one of those. So I think it's a uh, thing is very interesting how this game went. Miami, or I think uh, the Bills, this is a different game if the secondary of the Buffalo Bills is not knocked up and, uh, you know, people aren't missing time. But, uh, I still think the Bills are probably the better team, especially as the year progresses. They're going to get those pieces back. Uh, but I definitely spare the frustration of their offensive coordinator and how that game ended. Uh, can we show a highlight of that by chance? You're talking about the punt? Uh, the offensive coordinator at the end of the game. Oh, got you. Uh, yeah, I can, yeah, I can get that for you. I, I definitely felt his frustration because it's one of those where you have the game they put up more yards. They had they controlled the ball more. They controlled, and it's just one of those. How do you lose to them? And I I felt his frustration because yeah. you're this close to winning the game. And if anybody, I don't know if we can show the play. It's okay if we can't. The receiver who caught the ball should have gotten out of bounds. Um, it just didn't happen though. It, it just didn't happen. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, no timeouts left. Should have got out of bounds. And uh, I don't know if he was just tackled in bounds, like if he just made a play in bounds or what. But, yeah, if we could show this, it would be great. I don't know if we can. Josh takes, looks, pressured, gets away from it, fires a short one. This one caught by Isaiah McKenzie trying to head out of bounds. And McKenzie is brought down. You got to get up and spike immediately. You got to get up and spike immediately. Five seconds, four seconds, three seconds. They're running out of time. Mm-hmm. One second. Down. That's it. Ball game. game is over. What'd you say? Even if it's a long field goal, you, gotta, you just got to get out of bounds. Facts. And the Bills suffer their first loss of 2022. McKenzie could not get out of bounds to stop it, and the Bills were slow to get back to the line of scrimmage. And this one ends with a Buffalo loss. Cutting up Phil right here will probably and the Dolphins move into first place in the AFC. Didn't get out of bounds. Like the very last second. So you're riding the, you got to be at least riding sideline. And um, yeah, it was terrible, terrible way. Uh, if we can show the offense for here real quick. Oh, they're about to show it. And the Bills, their first loss. And the Dolphins move into first place in the AFC East. Bills first loss here. 
in eight games. I think this was managing anger. Yes, they were shorthanded, but they had a chance down the stretch and still. That's a mood. That's that's. I think that's easily going to be the meme of the year so far. So that's definitely a mood. That's how I feel about the Raiders. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, but I completely understand his frustration at that point. It's definitely a game that you should have won. And you had in your hands, and um, first divisional game. You don't want to go out like that. It's okay though. Um, oh shit! No, it's not okay. Cause this this league is real. I'm gonna be 100. Miami's real. So you gotta win those games. But I definitely feel feel this frustration. Um, what else you gotta say about this though? Uh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about was that Miami Dolphins punt where they do literally kick that the ball like straight up in the air. I did not see this play. Uh, I'll show it to you real quick. Um. Uh, it's it's one of the crazy. I've never seen anything like that before, honestly. I guess the main difference when we talking about Philadelphia and Miami, to me, is that Miami's pulling out games in the last second. Philly's being just dominant over squads, like really good teams too, and um, they're just stomping them. I think that's the main thing. All right, so let me show you guys this real fast. Gonna give you some room to kick. You're out of timeouts, but in a field goal beats you. I don't know. This is this is risky. Oh wow. That was terrible. Yeah. yeah. He might he might lose shot tomorrow. Um, is that it? That's not his fault. He just he's, his dude's lose. butt was just like right there. I think he homie probably might have backed up a little too far. Yeah. Um, so we had the butt fumble. Now they they call that the uh the butt punt. Butt punt. Butt punt. Butt punt. Um, that's funny. Uh but yeah, I think uh Philadelphia is the more dominant squad while I think Miami's uh being able to be really resilient and pull out games in the last second. But they're a dominant team. Like you cannot their safeties you whatever safety you have, you have to be over top of them. All right. Now let's talk about another game in the weekend. Um, another big game this weekend was the Colts and the Chiefs. Uh, the Colts got a big win against the Chiefs um, in this game. Uh, what were your thoughts on this game? Um, I didn't get to see the, all the highlights yet. I was really stuck on the Raiders game. Um, I was very interested in what happened because when I when I came out and I saw, oh, the Colts won, everybody was like, yeah, you must have been really focusing on your game because, yeah, they were, they were struggling. And I wasn't really sure how they were struggling. Can you, uh, did you see it at all? Uh, I watched it through Red Zone, so I didn't watch it play by play. Mm-hmm. But um, two things. I feel like Matt Ra- Moran wasn't playing well through these first two weeks. And I feel like it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I really mm-hmm. thought he just kind of got him back into the game. Um, If we look at the stats here. Uh, Michael Pittman had a pretty good game, and they had a pretty good game overall. But uh, the what the 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 play that I did see live was the play that lost him the game. Patrick Mahomes tried to fit this ball into Juju on this very very tight window, and the corner I forget which corner it was made a really good play on the ball, popped it up in the air, and they got an interception and won the game. I think the Chiefs, you, you can say this is an overreaction because it's only one loss. 
I think we're seeing in in progress why Tariq Hill was so, so important to that team. What losing what losing a number one receiver to your offense really does to a team, even if you have a generational talent as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, yeah, I think that's because I, it's not I like think... Juju and them had a bad game. It was just like this offense just isn't the same. It's not as scary. The the Chiefs oh. were feared when they had, when they had to rekill and patch them homes together. I I wouldn't as a I wouldn't be scared of them if I was like defensive coordinators like I would be before. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, they, yeah, I think they play really solid. I think the difference is uh, they pivoted their team to try to run the ball more. Um, if you can scroll up, you see um, rushing. Patrick Mahomes carried it for four times. Jerry McKinnon seven times. Patty over Slayer, good God. I don't know what happened now in this game. But uh, seven carries as well. Isaiah Pacheco, three carries. Uh, yeah, so they're running the ball, but 23 times. Yeah, they're running the ball a little bit more. It, it might not be effective because 23 for 58. Average of 2.5 ain't great. Um, uh, the game plan might not have been great going into this game. I don't like it. They're trying to be more of a balanced team, though. I think that one play score over the top is really um rare. It's going to be rare in their offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're really trying to run the ball more. And um, yeah, I can't I can't really be mad at it as a Raiders fan. But it's surprising that the Colts beat them out of all teams. I thought they looked very disappointing in the first two weeks. All right. The next game I wanted to talk about uh, was the Lions and the Vikings game. Were you mm-hmm. able to watch this game? Uh, I caught the highlights. I think I was in the middle of still watching the highlights. But, yes, I caught the last couple plays live, I believe. Okay. So, once again, I watched mostly everything through Red Zone this week. The biggest thing I noticed in this game is Detroit has a football team, man. And last year, it seemed like everything was close, and they yeah. just couldn't get over that hump. This year, they can win football games. Um, the biggest thing um, to their offense right now is uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. He had a really good game yesterday before he got hurt. I forget what he, he, what he was – yeah, I forget if it was concussion or what it was. But he got hurt in the middle of the game, and he had to leave. So, first of all, hopefully he's okay. But he's been dominant in their offense this year. He's coming out like a true number one receiver, which is exactly what they needed. Somebody to jump off the page, uh, mm-hmm. jump off the page, jump off the field at you. And he's been really dominant. Um, I think they kept DeAndre Swift mostly intact uh, most of the game. Um until he got hurt, then Jamal Williams started get, getting going a little crazy on him. He had a he had a couple good runs in the game, uh, and their corners played really well this game. Um, I think the corners were super solid. Uh, what's his name? Jeff Akuda. Jeff Akuda played J- uh, Justin Jefferson really well. Uh, these defenses are starting to scheme for Justin Jefferson and try to take him way out of the offense. So. Mm-hmm. 
you're really seeing you, you started you didn't see it in the Philly game, but you really saw it in this game. Uh, Kirk starts try to spray the spread the ball around a little bit more to his other receivers, Adam Thielen, uh, Irv Smith, and their other KJ Osborne and their other receivers. But the problem is maybe it's just because they're not throwing the ball, throwing him the ball as much, or they're not calling plays for him as much. Adam Thielen doesn't look like the Adam Thielen of the past four, five, six years. Everybody's been saying that. He doesn't look the same. Just injuries, man. Just injuries. But I think everybody's known that day was coming when they got Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne. Like, he's been there for a while. He's been there before Stephon Diggs. So he's been there for a while. He's been putting up numbers for a while. It's just, you can't, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again, especially with the injuries he's been coming back from. Definitely. But um, even though uh, Detroit lost his football game, uh, they still look like in a really good place um, to start winning a lot of football games this year. At least being competitive. They were competitive last year. That it got to translate to wins. They're one and two though, so I think it is translating a little bit. So I, that's that's a heads up. Anyway, if you ask me, I was gonna say all these games are close for the most part. Yeah, they they don't lose just right out, like just flat out. They're gonna always make it an entertaining game somehow. Um, we got to talk about this Ravens Patriots though. Yep, that's up next. Um. Did you watch this game? Were you able to watch this game? Yes, I actually had this on simultaneously as the Raiders game was on. Okay. And uh, I got a lot to say about this game. You should probably go first. All right. So first things first, Lamar Jackson is the MVP of this league as of week three. Big thanks. Um, this dude, I'm going to use a quote my dad used uh, after during the It'll been week two. This dude is looking like he's look, look, looking like he's back at Louisville. He's looking like he was still in college. The way yeah. he's moving around. Yeah. Uh, my biggest thing about like Lamar Jackson through three weeks is the biggest knock on Lamar, because centrally between casual fans and pretty hardcore fans, specifically on Twitter, was Lamar is not a good passer. Dumbass. Not only does he look improved as a passer, IQ wise. And um, accuracy and throwing more deep balls. He still has his ability to make plays with his feet. I I think the, the way this season is trending, we're going to say Lamar Jackson's the best quarterback in the league again by the end of the season. Um, now saying all that, another the next big criticism was as Lamar in the playoffs. Is this going to translate to playoffs? I think it's still very early in the season, but as of right now, Lamar and this Ravens offense looks like the best in the league. Um, if they can stay healthy and he can keep slanging this thing like he is, this team looks great. Now, I will say this, though. This Baltimore defense doesn't look like the Baltimore defense that we're used to, and that's the that's the only thing I'm worried about. Um, their corners are getting older. They have a young boy bull in the uh, at safety of Kyle Hamilton. Um, I don't know exactly what their pass rush numbers are off the top of my head, but I don't think they're good. 
They had three sacks yesterday. So this defense doesn't look that good. Is my is basically the my point at the end of the day. So that the defense has to get their shit together because there's no way in hell Baltimore shouldn't be undefeated right now and be one of the favorites in this league to win the AFC. The way they're playing, they look impeccable. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, hundred percent agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, Kyle Hamilton did make a big play yesterday, a big fumble, and uh, that kind of won them the game. I believe. I think it won them the game. Or maybe it was maybe it was just a big play. Um, yeah, Lamar's the MVP. There's no question in my mind. There's nobody like the fact that their their defense is playing not great and he's winning them in games and keeping them in it. Rashad Bateman looks great. Ant Mark Andrews looks like the great like great tight end. I will even say um, J.K. Dobbins came back and produced honestly better than what I thought he would do. Uh, his first game back. So I think he's going to be nice uh, once he actually gets fully, like get the full carries and brunt birth of the load, I would say. Um, he's going to be a real threat in this system. Uh, yeah, Lamar's different. Lamar's been different. I, I don't know why people always say he's not a great thrower. I understood before he couldn't, he wasn't making these deep passes the way he was. He was making good passes deep, but not like these, bombs that he's making now uh, but yeah I, that statement that your dad might have made is probably the best one that he looks like he's been like he's back in Louisville because this looks this looks amazing uh, ultimately though Baltimore needs to get their defense uh, working right because it's not going to they need to be more dominant they need these games shouldn't be as close um, on the other side of this though I will say the Patriots um, showed me some things. Um, if you just scroll back up real quick, um, I think the Patriots still have a good run game. Obviously, um, three touchdowns running the ball. Um, the two point conversion that should have been, but wasn't uh, when. The running back's knee was down, but he was trying to pitch it back to uh, Mac Jones. And oh, Mac yeah, Jones that was crazy. I was like, yeah, Mac Jones is really that guy. And um, I, I like Mac Jones more than other people, I guess. Um, I, I, think I think it's, it's very interesting. I think it's very interesting that their number one receiver, who is their number one? Uh, Jacoby Myers. He went down. Devontae Parker just steps in and gets the full worst. For work of it, he caught half of his balls for 156. Uh, no touchdowns, but that's still a good game for him. Um, yeah, I think Mac Jones is still that guy, but I think uh, Bill Belichick is starting to get really. I think Mac. I think Bill Belichick knows he can't do nothing with Lamar, and from a goat defensive coordinator, that is impressive. Um. The biggest thing I would take from that is uh, I forget when they asked him. It might have been like Thursday or Friday before the game during his press conference. They were asking him about Lamar, and he was just like, "Yeah, man, he's just one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's MVP caliber all the time," and that's that's all you could say about him. Now he said a little bit more. He went on like a little five minute talking about Lamar, but he, he was basically saying like the things, the tools he has, the intangibles that he has. It's you. It, you can't game plan for you can't 
Because if you do everything perfectly, he can still go off for like 20 yards down the field. He's and that's that's and that's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. It is. Um. All right. So the next game I wanted to talk to you about. There's one more game I wanted to talk to you about. Actually, uh, was the quote unquote matchup game of the week. Definitely, the headlines had all over it. Uh, the Packers versus Buccaneers game. Mm-hmm. Uh. What do you think of this game? And yeah, what do you think of this game? Uh, obviously Tom Brady didn't have his weapons. Um, I think he still put up really amazing numbers for him not to have his weapons. Obviously, you want him to have more touchdowns, but I think it's a very good game. Very, very, very good game. Um, people stepped in and produced. That was at home like two weeks ago or a week ago. So that's impressive. Um, yeah, I I just think Tom Brady's still that guy. He just didn't have the weapons. Aaron Rodgers, I think, should probably put up more points personally. Uh, but I understand the Bucks got a real defense. But this is not something that he can keep playing with. He uh, cannot keep going into the NFC playoffs and losing in the first round. This is the type of game that you want him to show that he's not going to lose in the first round. Winning 14 to 12 is not, to me, is not showing that. Even if you are trying to still adjust from not having Devontae Adams and Christian Watson's not there. But if you ask me, your main weapons are there. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. Romeo Dobbs just played a decent role in, like, a really good role in this game, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I just think he needs to show that he's more dominant. And with the defense that they had, this is one of those that you should win by 21. You should win, not by, but you should score at least 21 points to 24. I agree. This was a very low-scoring game for the star-starting matchup. Uh, but like we said, uh Tom Brady's missing two of his key weapons on offense. Uh, the Packers are still getting adjusted to Devontae Adams not being there. And it's you can really see it's taking a toll on them. I feel the same way about the Packers offense as the, I did the Chiefs offense. You're losing your number one receiver, uh, arguably the best receiver in the league out of your offense, and we're seeing the effects of it. Um, you can win with above average slash good receivers in the NFL, but it's just going to be way harder. And this is why. And this is why you see like more teams overall overpaying, paying a ton of money to uh, receivers because of things like this. And we had the whole thing where these running backs are feel like they're getting used up early and having shorter careers. So this is why you just have to invest in your receivers and you might have to cough up more money than you would want to to keep your superstar receiver. Now, on the Packers side of it, obviously it's a little different. They uh I heard that they offered the exact same money as the Raiders did, but they just wanted to go to the Raiders. So, it's just a tough thing that you have to uh settle into, but they have to. They have to if they want to do anything in the playoffs figure out who's going to be the number one receiver 
and um, feed him the ball. It's a uh, it's very interesting team. I like the AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, but the, they didn't it have a definitely great game last night it, either. It, it was a grudge match because they had linebackers, bro. They have linebackers to go up against. Like that is a linebacker core that is probably it's the best linebacker core we've seen in a while. Like. Um. <laughs> I think that's funny. I, I meant to tell you, too, while we're speaking about their linebacking core, I saw this mm-hmm. video of, I think his name is, it was Devin White from the Tampa, from yeah. the Buccaneers. Uh, they just beat Jameis Winston in the Saints, and he said in the interview, uh, yeah, man, we all know what Jameis did last year with those 30 picks. We just had to go uh, prove something to him real quick. I was like, damn, dog, he didn't have to throw Jameis under the bus like that. But that tells me, bro. That was a, the, the the team that Tom Brady walked into was the exact team. same damn near the exact same team that Jameis yeah. had. Yeah. And Rob you went Winkowski. from a gunslinger to a game manager, but a gunslinger that's average to a game manager that's elite. And it made all the difference in the world. Um yeah. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, yeah. And well, Rob Gronkowski being there definitely helped, and um, Antonio Brown uh, definitely helped as well. But I will say you are right in your estimation of saying Tom Brady picked the right team to go to. That he that team had a defense from the day one, and that team had an offense from day one. And if you watch those games when Jameis Winston was there, he was protected pretty well, just through picks. I mean, I'm sorry to say it, but he just threw picks. And he's doing the same thing for the Saints right now. A la the, the Panthers doing what they did to them. Um, I have two more things before we wrap up. Um, I'm, I remember you telling me that you uh, Tom Brady was on the shop uh, before the season started. And he yeah, was talking crazy. Yeah, a couple seasons ago, yeah. Uh, and he was saying, he said something that when he was shopping around teams, he was surprised that certain teams kept. Uh, they, they were going to keep the quarterback and not try to get him. Yeah, I remember you told me you thought they were uh, speaking about Derek Carr. You're keeping this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So apparently, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick came out and he was saying that uh, he was talking about him. Then Ryan Fitzpatrick was talking about how him and uh, how he doesn't like Tom Brady because uh, they were in the same division at one point and. Uh, Apparently, you know, the Patriots were killing the Dolphins every year. So apparently one time, finally, the Dolphins did beat the Patriots. And yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick went over there to shake his hand, but apparently he just walked off the field. Mm-hmm. And he said him and Tom Brady have had beef ever since then. But they're saying that they were talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick with what team? The Dolphins? I guess, yeah. When Tool was already there? No, 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 no. He said when... uh. Uh, yeah, I guess it had to be the Dolphins. Tua would have been there. That's interesting. I thought he was talking about the Raiders. Uh, allegedly, he was talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Whatever team That's... he was on. But they had beef when he was with the Dolphins. That's what I was trying to say. When Ryan Fitzpatrick was with the Dolphins. It's possible. I guess it's possible. I, I just thought that was interesting. Um, And my last thing is, uh, big news of the day. I'm really happy about this. 
uh there's gonna be the nfl has canceled the uh, pro bowl and uh th there's gonna be no more pro bowl for the upcoming years and it's just gonna be like skill challenges and stuff like that hey we winning i think that's genius i think we've ever since i started watching football i i can i've complained about the nfl pro bowl there's absolutely no reason for it um i think we should still have the award uh for like being named to the pro bowl team as an award uh for, so we can put it on your hall of fame podium and stuff like that and just for uh keeping tabs on legacies and measuring players legacies and things like that especially in, in the media format when we're comparing players i think it's really important that we have some type of all-star pro bowl who was the best players of that season in that position but to actually have a game, there's absolutely no point of having it. None. Uh, because there's, there, there's no point of playing hard. And watching half-ass football boring. is very boring. Yeah. The only College other football. thing I could ask for is them to play flag football, which might look really silly for grown men to do, or yeah. play seven-on-seven -seven competition or something like that. That might be fun. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm just happy in general that they canceled the Pro Bowl. Maybe get them to coach like the high school football players. I don't know, like because I know the high school football players have like their own type of pro bowl. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, maybe get them to coach their positions. That'd be kind of dope. I don't know. Um, the senior bowl. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, Miles Garrett was taken to the hospital. Well, I'm going to find out news. more about that. Yeah, I'm going to find out more about that. We don't got to talk about it right now. But that's uh, I'm gonna find out more about that. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he is okay. Hopefully it's not anything life threatening. Um, it says it's involved in a one car car accident. How can they get footage so quickly? Bro, TMZ is like is goaded at this point. I think at this point they just find the the video, whoever has the video, pay them X amount of money, let's say five hundred dollars, so they can use it and keep it pushing. Such a rapid process. He'll be all right. I'm trusting he'll be all right. Um, maybe not week, not maybe not playing this week, but he'll be all right. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. So who's your I got two more questions for you before we get out of here. And we could just make it real short, real quick, and we can get up out of here. Biggest disappointment of the season so far, biggest uh surprise, I will say. Honestly, Darren, I gotta say it has to be your Raiders. Um I do, bro. I thought you were over hyping them a little bit at the beginning of the season too. But at the end of the day, I thought at least they're going to be, be able to score a ton of points. I'm just worried about their defense. And through nice. three games, we I guess you're not, not putting scoring. up points, but you're not putting no, up we points weren't. like I thought you would be. I thought we it was have gonna not be broken 25 points. I thought you guys would be putting up a lot of points. And the most disappointing one for me was the Cardinals game. I was like, there ain't no way in hell. These niggas are no about to lose to the Cardinals. 
The no Cardinals, way. that offense looks atrocious. Terrible. Like, um... We lost to Kyler. We didn't even lose to the Cardinals. That's yeah. what pisses me off. And then whoever made the play on Hunter Infra. What's the Cardinals head coach's name? It's not Kyle Shanahan. What's his name? Uh, Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. I'm starting to question his, this spread offense shit, man. Because if, if you need the... I understand D-Hop helps your offense out. But the fact that your offense is like unrecognizable is yeah. just disgusting to me. Okay. Uh. Yep. Who's yours? Yep. Uh, obviously, one of them is my Raiders. I you took the words out of my mouth. I, I to play devil's advocate, I don't even know who I would, who else I would choose. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100% my Raiders. Yeah, for all the words that you said, all the words that you said, I didn't, damn, Chicago doing anything. Yeah, um, yeah facts. It's, I, I had the Saints doing better, but it is what it is. Uh, but it's definitely my Raiders. I'm definitely disappointed in my Raiders. Uh, biggest surprise, though, you can go first for this one, too. Surprise. I kind of want to go to Jacksonville. I kind of want. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Jacksonville, and this is because this they look. Trevor Lawrence looks like day and night. You say it's day and night from his from last year to this I don't year, think he. But I don't think he looked bad last year. I think the team the looked offense. bad last year. Yeah. Trevor looks like the quarterback they promised he would be. Um, he looks confident. He has all the tools. I, I would say this. If we were, if you had to argue who's a better quarterback right now, Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence, I think they have all the same tools as quarterbacks. I think the difference is Joe Burrow is just on a better football team right now. They're losing. Well, coming off the Super Bowl and all that shit. That's what I that's what I meant. Gotcha. Uh yeah, Trevor's a beast. Um I definitely see why you choose them. Doug Peterson turned that team around quicker than Urban Meyer was gonna take. I can definitely tell you that. Um my biggest surprise though, can we go back to all the teams real quick? Um, honestly, it's probably stay, stay in my division. Probably the Bronco. I thought the Broncos. Yeah, I thought the Broncos' offense was going to be a lot better. Uh, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not no, they better at all. Yeah, they look bad. Like they look bad. Their defense is winning on these games, and that's not my disappointment. It's just surprised me because I really thought they would be. Better than what I'm seeing. They're not. They, their record doesn't reflect how good they are off, how bad they are offensively, and how great they are defensively. That's what I would say. Um, one more. I'm just gonna throw it in here. Uh, the Bengals don't look. They. I know they won yesterday. Yeah. Ah, uh, I'm nervous for them, man. They got. A, they got a lot of hype. Coming off last year's Super Bowl, 
where they're literally a drive away, a completion away from winning. And we all know you get a you have a target on your back when you win the Super Bowl because you're the champions, you're the considered the best in the league. I don't think mm-hmm. they expected to have a target on their back like they like they do. That's funny. Um, That's funny. But some people might also say, like you were saying earlier about the Raiders and the not playing during the preseason. I don't. I don't think Joe Burrow took a snap during preseason. So and he just like and they might just need to like get into the motions, get into the season, and everything's gonna start clicking, get a little bit smoother, um, figure out their kinks and things like that. So it might be too early to jump on them and say they're they're dog shit. But it feels like why I thought they weren't going to be good last year it was because of their offensive line, but I felt like they were able to cover it up by big plays by Jamar Chase mm-hmm. and things like that. It doesn't. It, they don't look like they can cover it up this year. They look like they're getting demolished. Yeah, yep. and that's the biggest thing uh, hindering them right now. I really want to go back and watch the tape again, but I think. It's- Jamar Chase made made Sauce Gardner look nice, like because Jamar Chase's numbers wasn't crazy yesterday. No, no, Sauce Gardner looked like a dog yesterday. Yeah, he made Sauce Gardner look nice, and I I love Sauce Gardner. I love that fucking pick. I love that pick. Speaking of, um, I still gotta watch Derek Stingley. I keep forgetting I gotta watch that. You should watch both of them. Um, there's um the, this I don't Sauce know his name, but there's a guy on YouTube. He took all the uh one on ones between. Uh, Sauce Gardner, the other Jets corner, on Jamar Chase and T. Higgins throughout the game. Mm-hmm. I they they locked they locked homie up. He was white ripping stride for stride all game. Sauce is a dog, bro. He's a he's a hell of a cover corner, bro. He's a hell of a cover corner. He just, speaking of Derek Singley, he's been playing dominant as fuck too, man. I gotta check out the tape. I I gotta check out the tape. I keep forgetting to check out the. Tape. I, I'm definitely gonna show it to you, but um, sure. we got we can wrap this up soon. All right, bet. Well, thank you guys again for watching. Oh wait, wait, wait! Before we wrap up, before we wrap up, uh, I don't know if many people want to see this before, but who you got tonight? Monday Night Football. Oh, I got the Giants. Easy dub. I got. I'm taking the Giants as well. Bet. Well, uh, thank you guys again for watching another episode of the From Half Court Sports Talk Show with Darren and Rob. Uh, Let us know in the comment section below what were your biggest surprises and um, disappointments through week three this season. Uh, Let us know. If you let us know, we'll read read them off next week for you. All right. So we'll see you guys next time. This was episode 59. Peace out. Peace. Y'all stay up. Yeah. Pray for the Raiders.